Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wednesday Night Prayer Meeting, a podcast about the history of jazz told from the perspective of someone who's been piecing it together one record at a time over the course of 20-odd years digging through record bins. From Hermosa Beach, California, I'm your host, Frank, and that was Resolution, part two of A Love Supreme by the John Coltrane Quartet. This week's episode is about the music of John Coltrane's classic quartet, one of the most interesting and enduring groups in the history of jazz. Coltrane rose to prominence playing in the bands of Dizzy Gillespie, Johnny Hodges, and Thelonious Monk, and became a bona fide jazz celebrity as a member of Miles Davis's quintet. After leaving Davis's group, he recorded a string of albums for Atlantic Records where he grew as a composer and improviser, and found sidemen who were open to what he was trying to do. By about the time he started recording albums for Impulse Records in the early 1960s, he developed an unmistakable style with a quartet that played together with an incredible cohesiveness, betraying a nearly telepathic connection between them. The group was John Coltrane on saxophone, sometimes tenor, sometimes soprano, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. This is an episode I've been looking forward to doing for a long time because the music that these four men made was instrumental in sparking my interest in jazz music. Their music is often fairly simple in its themes and structures, but at the same time, some of the most creatively and imaginatively dense music I've ever heard. It may seem like kind of a silly and abstract metric to use to evaluate music, but the sheer number of harmonic, melodic, and rhythmic ideas per minute of the music is as high in the music of Coltrane's quartet as in any other music I'm aware of. Also, the elusive, obscure, but undeniable logic that they developed as a collective entity has always been an inspiration to me in my own musical pursuits. One more thing before I get to the music, I set up a voicemail box for the show because I think it'd be nice to add some audience interaction. So if you'd like to reach out, ask questions, make requests, tell me what you like or don't like about the show, give me a call and leave a message. The number is 424-704-1666. Or if you prefer, you can email wnpmpod at gmail.com. Once again, the number is 424-704-1666, and the email is wnpmpod at gmail.com. This first set of songs are some examples of some of the more straightforward music that the group put together, to contrast with the more abstract free music we'll be playing later on in the show. Starting with a song the quartet recorded with Johnny Hartman's beautiful Velvet Honey vocals. This is Lush Life. Enjoy. I used to visit all the very gay places Those come what may places Where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life To get the feel of life From jazz and cocktails The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces With distant K-traces 
that used to be there you could see where they'd been washed away by too many through the day twelve o'clock tales then you came along with your siren song to tempt me to madness I thought for a while that your poignant smile was tinged with the sadness of a great love for me. Thank you. 
stifling roses dry I'll live a lush life in some small dive and there I'll be while I rot with the rest of those whose lives are lonely
That was Tunji from the album Coltrane. Before that was The Promise from the compilation Live Train, the European Tours. And starting that set off was Lush Life, a song that Billy Strayhorn wrote for Duke Ellington's group when he was just 17 years old. Once again, all the songs I'm playing in this episode feature John Coltrane on soprano or tenor sax, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. Of all the music that Coltrane's quartet recorded, my favorite is in a style that was truly unique to his group around this time. On a handful of numbers, the group turned away from the usual rhythmic and structural ideas of jazz, and instead combined a sort of free-flowing, rising and falling group improvisation in the rhythm section with Coltrane's recitative playing, horn playing. And this next set of songs should illustrate what I mean by that. First up is Song of Praise, which begins with an extended bass solo by Garrison. A lot of the most compelling music that the quartet made was recorded live, and often the bass is barely audible, so I wanted to be sure to include something that would showcase his incredible playing. This is Song of Praise. Enjoy.
that was Welcome from the album Transition. Before that was a song that longtime listeners will likely recognize, Alabama from Live at Birdland, a beautifully brooding piece that moves with incredible precision and is overflowing with emotive passion, composed in response to the bombing of a black church in Selma, Alabama by the Ku Klux Klan. And starting that set off was Song of Praise from the album The John Coltrane Quartet Plays. At various times, the quartet performed with additional musicians added to the lineup, and this next set I'd like to share a couple of my favorites. The first is Impressions, recorded live at the Village Vanguard in 1961 with Eric Dolphy on alto sax. Impressions is a song that was featured a lot around this time in Coltrane's groups, and I hadn't noticed until it was pointed out to me, I believe in Gary Giddens' amazing book Visions of Jazz, just how closely based the tune is on Miles Davis's So What. The similarity is especially noticeable here with Dolphy sounding out the tail of the melody in the beginning of the tune. Here it is, Impressions. Enjoy.
That was The Wise One from the album Crescent, which I thought was a good all-around showcase for the quartet to finish up the main portion of the show. Before that was Compassion from the album Meditations, where the quartet is joined by the fiery tenor of Pharaoh Sanders and the drumming of Rashid Ali. And starting that set off was Impressions from Live at the Village Vanguard 1961, where the quartet was joined by Eric Dolphy. Coltrane is widely considered one of the most influential players in the history of jazz, and having Dolphy in his band was one of the occasions where a sideman style made a deep impression on his own playing. Critics at the time went so far as to call the music anti-jazz, which seems like a sadly quaint and small-minded position in light of how widely revered, respected, and admired both players have come to be by musicians and music lovers of all stripes. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I really appreciate it. Once again, if you'd like to get involved in some audience participation and ask any questions, make any comments, or make some requests, call the Wednesday night prayer meeting voicemail box at 424-704-1666 or email wnpmpod at gmail.com. The long piece for tonight is the tune for which Coltrane is perhaps best known, My Favorite Things, and this version by the Classic Quartet is one of his most blistering takes on it. From the album Selflessness, this is My Favorite Things. Enjoy.
John Coltrane, McCoy Tyner, Jimmy Garrison, Roy Haynes. 